0: What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast. Back at you again. again, Not live. From the Frog quarters in San Francisco. It's the podcast that's not really about movies, but kind of is. We got Brendan, future NFL Hall of Famer Brendan, in the studio tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And on the line with me, we got Uprox fan favorite, Ashley Burns. Hi. Hi. And uh, driving through LA on the Skype... Comedian Joe Sinclitico.
2: Oh, pissing my butt, Daddy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh.
3: Stop appropriating Daddy culture.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's clapping back at you, man. Joe, what's the deal? Are you, do you have any odd jobs that you're going to tonight?
2: Uh, no, I'm. I'm just getting back from a catering gig. I worked. A, I did the catering for Kmart. Okay. For a Kmart shoot. And now I am uh, fucking back and I am um, just at the kitchen and I'm just unloading a bunch of shit okay in this kitchen.
0: Fascinating.
2: So that's what I did. That's how I did it. Believe it till your heart gets real and quit it. <laughs> sorry sorry.
0: <laughs> you, you never apologize for a failed freestyle. Um, oh
2: really? But that's kind of funny when you do that. Like, look up in the sky. It's a dirt, but God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, it,
0: was, it tonight it was, we're gonna uh, to
2: bang your mama with the one, two, two. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a good character. This should be in your <laughs> SNL audition.
2: Oh come on! <laughs> Uh, t- he just goes super, like, angry old white man.
3: The world's worst battle rapper. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Doggone it! <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Oh, um, tonight, we're going to be talking about Monsters uh, a little bit, the Gareth Edwards movie. He's directing the new Star Wars, so we thought, he'd, we thought we'd go back to the Netflix to check out one of his, well, I think it's his first uh, feature. Um, first of all, this Podcast. Uh, it was sponsored by John H, five dollar Patreon donor. John H, that's po- uh, patreon.com slash broadcast. Um, yeah. So Joe, <laughs> is, I think he's standing in the street now. Well, there's yeah. a lot of like, there's a lot of atmosphere on the line mm-hmm. right now. A lot don't more know, than I always. think Downtown we've heard these crickets guys. Yeah.
2: You look like okay, a. Bu- hold on, I'm a, uh, watch this. I'm gonna scare the shit out of our 19 uh, year old um, dishwasher. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I really That's wish the good. listeners could see the video.
2: There is video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, great podcasting. Now we can... uh... ah! get
2: <laughs> Bro, I got you, dude. <laughs> Angel, you got fucking smoke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
3: <laughs>
2: you got You got Joe <laughs> Hey bro Do you think I could Turn down this music Like 700 decibels <laughs> Thank you I'm just not, I'm just podcasting Right now <laughs> Joe did you quit uh, Comedy juice Uh, Yeah I mean It was like Sort of a, It was sort of like I did that for five, six years, and then it was just sort of like, eh. I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm good on this. Do something else.
0: I feel like uh, comedy performing and comedy producing, uh, like a lot of people, a lot of comedians try to get into comedy producing, but that seems like a way different thing and a way shittier job.
2: Dude, yeah, and I was actually good at it, but uh, promoting comedy, it's like you, you have a finite amount of resources that you can kind of bring to the table and you know like you have an email list you have contacts you have your facebook like you have sort of tricks that you use but those things get burnt out real quick like the email list gets burnt the you know and then whatever like marketing things that you have where you're like oh this is my secret special technique to get people out I use whatever fucking okay. Cupid forums. And then I post <laughs> on this and the, you know, you do like don't give all away shit, your secrets, man. Yeah. All that shit gets blown out. People find out about it and then it's just worthless. Yeah. Plus, plus people like they don't ever look at you as a serious comic. Like I was on comedy central, but I still can tell a lot of times that like to a lot of the other comics, I'm just the guy that promotes comedy juice.
0: So now, now you're be the catering comic.
2: Yeah, and I figured a bang your mama testicle in the butt, baby. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's open this one with a little news. We got a good uh, news story. Um, headline of this one. This one's from Boston Magazine. It's from Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he says, "I love Mark
3: Wahlberg's opinions."
0: I mean, isn't it isn't it the greatest? Like, I could honestly listen to Mark Wahlberg's fucking dumb opinions all day. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg says celebrities shouldn't talk about politics. Headline. Uh, Don't expect to see Mark Wahlberg join the growing list of celebrities who've gotten political thanks to this year's contentious presidential campaign. During a recent interview with Task and Purpose, the actor commented on how popular artists and stars came out to denounce Donald Trump prior to the election. Wahlberg told the website that celebrities "quote" shouldn't really talk about politics, as he believe m- believes most of Hollywood is "quote" out of touch with everyday Americans.
3: Sounds like he's talking about politics.
0: Oh shit! Do you guys do you guys want to know why Mark Wahlberg is not out of touch and he's not living in a Hollywood bubble? I mean, don't all don't all answer at once. Yes,
2: I would like to know. Vince, <laughs> oh,
0: oh thanks, Bernsey. Yeah. By the way, this
2: is, is it because he? You bashed in a Korean man's skull with a pipe? (laughs) Could be. I mean, that's
0: that's definitely living in the real America.
2: Right. That's Trump's America, dude.
0: (laughs) A lot of Hollywood is living in a bubble, Wahlberg said. They're pretty out of touch with the common person, the everyday guy out there providing for their family. Me, I'm very aware of the real world.
2: I Mm -hmm. come from the real Mm -hmm. world
0: and I exist in the real world. Mm -hmm. And although I can navigate Hollywood and I love the business and the opportunities it's afforded me, I also understand what it's like to not have all that. The Patriots Day star went on to talk about his role in the upcoming Boston Marathon bombing movie. Wahlberg said that he hopes the film will, quote, bring people together as well as honor those who serve their country and communities. This is the same guy who said he could have stopped 9/11. Yep. By the way. Yeah. Uh, Do
2: you guys think it's interesting that uh, Peter Berg has become like, is like trying to out Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood to be like the most like jingoistic director?
0: Yeah. I mean, but that's Hollywood. been that's been Peter Berg's thing for like the better part of a decade now.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
3: didn't didn't Marky Mark also say some really wild shit after filming Lone Survivor? Like, like oh, yeah, uh, I could have been like the best you ever. Yeah, well, he, like, won't. he he said like a bunch of wild shit. Like, it's hard to keep track. If of all I was is... over there fighting, man. <laughs> there wouldn't be any more Taliban left. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious right <trying> to... now.
0: You gotta breathe real loud. He's like the yeah. the second best breathing. Well, now that James Gandolfini, right? Gone. I was gonna
3: say the god. R.I.P. to the god of, yeah. of loud breathing, James
0: Gandolfini. <laughs> uh, he also, um, I mean, he's the he does feel like he's a little more real than some actors because because I, I always think back to Justin Halpern's story of Mark Wahlberg cornering him on this on when he was driving some guy back to uh, the entourage set and being like. <laughs> Telling him about how Adrian Grenier was going to be a big star. And he's like, I think he's half a fag, you know, but, like, the broads love him. What does half a
3: fag even mean?
0: It's like, I mean, like, like, if you're a whole fat, like, if you're.
3: Oh, just saying, like, he's just a little, he's got tendencies. He's like three-sixths of a fag. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, yeah.
0: Yeah, Especially no, I, doing that conversion. That's an old school insult. But like, not,
3: not if you're in the UK,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. No, I don't think. Yeah, that's you got to be like seventy-two millimeters uh-huh, of effect. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that's like an old school thing that they. Did. I guess they didn't want to. They wanted some some leeway when they're calling people a fag. Like how much of one? Uh huh. Because like, if you if one guy was more faggy than another guy, you really uh-huh. wanted to be able to break it down.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Joe, what are you doing now? What, what was the point of that? Or do you just want to share that story again? <laughs> what, about Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Oh, I, I did kind of want to talk about like Patriot's Day and Deepwater Horizon. Like, I have zero desire whatsoever to see like a movie about a tragedy that just happened.
3: I, I actually would like to hear like how Marky Mark now has this extremely enlightened opinion on right. the BP oil spill. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. I don't care about the movie. Yeah, like I just want to hear the... be like, you know, oil spills get a
0: bad rap. I'm serious. <laughs> These people living in, in, the, in the, these coastal elites walking around without oil-covered pelicans, not even knowing. Uh, like it's all about the press tour. Joe's now walking through the kitchen with a knife. It's like uh, a
3: first-person shooter. It's a first-person yeah. knifer. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. Again, great podcasting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's it? You're not going to Oh, yeah. I was just pretending that I was going to kill him. Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I have no interest in seeing the the Boston Marathon. Bo- I mean, I don't understand what's supposed to happen. It's so exciting. Right. I didn't really ever want to see any of those 9-11 movies either. Did you see Sully? Is, Did any of you guys see Sully? I didn't. I'd,
3: I'd much rather watch Sully than a 9-11 movie, a Boston Marathon movie, and definitely more than Deepwater Horizon. <sighs> The, the, the
0: patents 9-11 movie was pretty awesome, though. Which, oh, was yeah. there like a twist
3: ending where it's like, and <laughs> yes. then 9-11 happens? Yeah.
0: Yes. It was his love affair with the blonde chick from Lost, right? The Australian one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that, night
1: That ending was such Italian chef kissing fingers that I just I will never get. It's like that and the Safe Haven ending. I will never get over them.
0: The Safe, safe Haven was like the secret ghost wife or something?
1: Yeah, she was a ghost the whole time.
0: <laughs>
3: nice. Nice.
1: But Julianne Hough, who can't act for anything, just she, like, stands there and the camera spins around her as she tries to show her realization face. And it's just, it's amazing.
3: Do you remember there was a period, well, after The Sixth Sense, like, you could tell every single, you know, like, movie executive is like, uh, you know, they're like, what we got to do is we got to have a lot of movies with surprise endings. And, like, they just kept trying to, like, do, like, shoehorn in surprise endings that had zero stakes. Or there were such, like, deus ex machina. Yeah. and, And, and... That's hard enough to pull off, but like ham-fisted at that. That were just like so bad. And then there was um, the one that I remember the most where I was like, this has got to – this is out of control, was basic with – John Travolta, where there's like a twist ending, then there's a twist on the twist, and then there's a twist, and so the twist, and you're like, oh damn, and then there's like a twist on the twist, and you're like, damn, and then there's a twist <laughs> on the twist on the twist, and you're like, okay, and then there's yeah. a twist on top of that, and you're like, all right, and then there's like a fifth twist, and you're like,
0: come on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you get paint. You painted yourself. You paint yourself into the corner when you become the twist guy, which I think happened to Shyamalan, and I like. I was gonna say the 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 movie where the where there's a twist and then they're like oh but that's not the twist this is the twist oh psych this is the twist i was thinking about that for thirst i think it was thirst it was it was uh the old boy guy park chan wook and uh if you watch thirst it's like there's three different twist endings where he keeps trying to come up with something that's like more that's gonna like outdo the old boy twist Mm -hmm. and you're like no man just that was good you can't Mm -hmm. have a twist on everything
3: he basically did, like, the Wayne's World ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Diddly-doo. I think that was Wayne's World 2, right? No, it was the first one. Oh, shit. Uh,
3: wait, they might have done it again in the second one. I, I have only seen the second one a couple times. Yeah. But the first one, remember, at the end, he's like, no way, let's do a Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah. That was more Keanu than Mike Myers, I'm sorry.
0: Eh, I think, no I think, way. I think they're adjacent. They're, they're actually, yeah, they're, so,
3: they're more similar than you would think.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah I don't when there's like a something that happened I don't know everybody's saying that Sully is like an awards contender now and I feel like I'm supposed to go back and watch it to see uh, if if it's gonna if it's gonna rate but then I know it's not because you know he fucking landed the plane who gives a shit
3: I thought that's why I would watch it though I thought it was cool he landed on the fucking river that's hard have yeah. you ever landed a plane on a river Vince no exactly no
0: but you know as Matt Damon. Uh, w- said in, in 30 Rock, oh, you think he's a good pilot because he, he hit a goose and landed the plane? You know what a good pilot would have done? Not hit the goose.
3: Mm-hmm. Man, you
0: butchered that line. Hey, fuck you, man. You
1: don't, you don't butcher
0: 30 Rock in my presence, son. All right, how does it go? What are you doing,
2: Joe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think this is Joe at his most, Joe. Brunzi, are there a lot of crickets in uh, Orlando? It sounds like it.
1: I have pet crickets.
0: Oh, do you? That's cool. You guys
2: will have my full attention in 10 minutes. By the way, this is sort of on topic. Uh, (laughs) I just just watched that movie. Like, everybody – I heard a bunch of people say that the movie The Intern with um, Robert Robert De Niro and whatever – we'll just call her Kate Winslet. Anne Hathaway. You're right. And – that they said it was good, and Quentin Tarantino like claimed it was one of his best movies of 2015. And I watched it, and I was like, "This is the exact movie that I thought it was from the tri- like. It's as bad as I thought it would be from the trailer.
0: Tarantino always picks 10 movies, and like four of them are really good, and then there's at least one where he just throws a he throws like the Arm and White curveball, where he's like, "Oh, and Adam Sandler's uh, Pixels."
2: And you're like, ah. <laughs>
0: And you're like, oh shit, man! Do I have to go back and watch Pixels? No, you don't. Quentin Tarantino's just weird. What was the intern? I don't even remember that. It was uh, Robert De Niro. He 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 lost his job as like at like at the Watch Factory or some shit, and you uh, know
2: he retired.
0: He retired, and he he has to come. He wants to get back into the economy, so he becomes uh, an intern. Well, for... no, no,
2: no, no, no. So his wife died. Oh yeah, so you said you actually Lord. saw it. He's bored, right? So his his wife dies, so he's bored. So he so he sees a fucking flyer at the coffee shop that says "senior interns." Yeah. And and it's literally this clothing company, online clothing company, that's looking for senior interns. For some reason, it's like an outreach program, and then he uh, he goes in there and. Uh, he ends up being Anne Hathaway's intern assistant. He wins everybody in the company around and like over Anne Hathaway like loves him. He becomes her like best friend. They find out Anne Hathaway's husband is cheating. Turns out that Robert De Niro used to manufacture phone books in the exact building that the internet clothing company uh-huh. is in right now. That's like a, supposed to be a big reveal.
3: He didn't like divulge that right away. Like you think he'd be like like in oh, his special, yeah.
0: his special yeah. skills he's like i used to That's manufacture phone books in this building yeah
2: yeah of course no it's like it's like three quarters of the way into the movie mm. he goes and, she, and Hath- hathaway's like oh my god he goes i know this building inside and out <laughs> and you're like why does this matter for the plot fuck faces
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: it uh, just doesn't matter doesn't he also
0: teach all the like doozy hipsters how to be a, a, an old school man and be like a gentleman and like take girls on yeah. dates yeah yeah Ugh. he, he, yes, lecture, he lectures lectures mm-hmm. on how uh, on how hookup culture is, is empty
3: yeah I love hookup culture where it's like the teens love having like... sex these days
0: <laughs> yeah they, the it's like they want to have sex without relationships yeah. I don't get it it's like they're uncontrollably horny <laughs> In my day, you had to be miserable for a while before you had sex, and then miserable for a lifetime afterwards. The rest of your life. Yeah, it's true. It's what you got to do. Tell you what, that that Anne Hathaway, she's still pretty hot. Sorry.
3: Yeah, she's
0: good. This podcast gets really leery when it's uh, when it's all dudes. Um, I'm okay with she's that. She's a beautiful
3: woman. She is. How about that? She that's is. not leery. No, that's true.
0: She all He's classy. She's like a modern day Jackie Kennedy. I just saw the Natalie Portman Jackie Kennedy movie. That's what I was thinking. Is that about. any good? Uh, it is pretty good. And it's one of those movies... Like, did you see the trailer for uh, Snowden with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yep. And he's doing that... Stupid accent, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can handle this for a whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Natalie Portman's doing that, and you're like, oh, my God, what is this awful voice? But what accent did Jackie Kennedy have? So then you go back and you watch clips of Jackie Kennedy, and she really had, she has this, like, breathy... This breathy... It's like She has,
3: like, a deep voice. It's, she it's, has, like, a very
0: it's weird it sounds like someone's trying to do a husky porn voice and a and a little girl porn voice like at the same time Mm. but also she hasn't quite disguised her like massachusetts accent so it kind of sounds like a, a weird like massachusetts uh massachusetts grandma meets like two different types of porn voices and it's super breathy and it's like the weirdest Go, go look up. There's a documentary online. It's Jackie O uh, giving a tour of the White House in 1961. And she's like the creepiest person in the world when you watch it. Her voice is just so weird. But uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. But like the five minutes in, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this voice for a whole movie. Even though it's historically accurate. By the way, that was uh, Stoker, not Thirst the park Chan movie with all the twists. Burnsy. Yes, man. You're going on a zero G plane flight. Aren't you?
1: I am. I'm so excited.
0: What the hell? It's going to be like, is it going to be like drop zone with, uh, with Wesley Snipes?
1: I, I am not going to get my hopes up, but I am hoping that some sort of heist breaks out Yeah. in the middle of it. And I have to like help solve it in zero gravity.
3: Mm-hmm. And the only person that can help you is passenger 57. Also played by Wesley Snipes.
1: If, if Wesley Snipes shows up, I'll, it'll, that'll just be the greatest flight ever.
0: And it's going to turn out that you actually grew up on that plane, as you know. You know every nook and cranny.
1: I I used to build phone books in that plane.
3: <laughs> then you get attacked by a vampire killer. Mm. Also and played plane, by Wesley the plane Snipes. The
0: was a ghost the whole time. Mm-hmm. So what's the uh, what's the event? Uh, some some Pepsi thing they're that mm. they're doing for
1: uh, you know, normal people, not cool media types like moi get to uh tweet random shit at pepsi and be like hey i want to go on a zero gravity flight but i get to bypass all that and get right into the plane i get a jumpsuit
0: and a name tag and
1: like a vip badge and a special meal beforehand
0: what like a what what do you eat before you go on is it do you have to eat like tang and space food
1: i I, i'm seriously hoping it's like
0: astronaut ice cream (laughs) Astronaut, that's like Dippin' Dots, isn't it? What's astronaut ice cream again? It's just like a stale. It's bar. like
3: freeze dried ice cream. Right? Yeah,
0: it's pretty good though, right? It's pretty pretty damn good. I think it's good. Uh, do you get a choice of what to put on your name tag? Uh, yes. Are you gonna put like he hate me or like some cool, some cool thing?
1: I I was gonna be very unoriginal and put Burnsy on it, but yeah. I can I can change it. Yeah. I mean. What would you like me to put on it?
0: Bernsey's pretty good. Don't you wish that you were still in a fraternity? Like if you had a, a legit flight jumpsuit with your with your nickname on it. I feel like that's the frat dude's dream. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear his pajamas. <laughs> let's um, over.
3: Let's not sleep on how extremely Florida this is.
0: <laughs>
3: what the? It's like a theme park. Mm-hmm. uh with great uh it, that puts you at great personal danger. Yeah, sponsored
0: by um, sponsored by a, a big corporation. Yeah,
3: there's customized clothing. Uh-huh. and you can probably buy it in a package deal with some hotel rooms.
0: Don't, Burns, is it true that in most that most people in Florida have clothing with their their own name on it?
1: I think most people have cl- clothing with someone else's name on it cuz they buy it at the thrift store, but Mm-hmm. That's where I get my t shirts.
0: Did you see the, uh, the the fight in the stands at the at the 49ers Dolphins game?
1: Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more.
0: It was like five giant old dudes in Sioux jerseys uh, beating up this one dude in a 49ers. And then there was like some hipster. Was there a Kaepernick jersey? No, oh, but okay. they did boo Kaepernick heartily. Okay, okay. Do you, have you, are you are you aware of the uh, the the conspiracy theory that the NFL ratings are down and it's all and it's all because of Kaepernick? Oh yeah,
3: I'm sure. Yeah, people are so disgusted that yeah. they refuse to watch.
0: Like all the, all the yeah. people that really hate Kaepernick are really definitely going to uh, uh-huh. boycott football.
3: Yeah. because there's, no, there's not enough like pro American stuff to right. balance it that's out. That's the that's the
0: know? main thing that they're missing, in the NFL is not enough jingoism. Mm-hmm. We haven't.
3: I, by the way, I made it maybe 15 minutes into Thanksgiving before my dad, uh, you know, we 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 set the expectation ahead of time. No politics. Yeah. And 15 minutes before the 49ers you conversation. You actually discussed it?
0: Like you were like... The
3: like, 49ers, well, yeah. Ahead of time, I was like, because my mom is just like, she's the one to go to. It's like, mom, <laughs> so you probably know this, but like we should, it, we should just like throw it out there, like get it out in the open, no politics. And she's like, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ahead of you, already talking about it. Like already, already planning for this great 20 minutes maybe into arriving uh, the 49ers conversation takes a hard left into <laughs> well we've got some fucking SJW for a quarterback oh, no he knows the acronym already yeah. oh Jesus That's- he's 72 years old
0: <laughs> we should not guess. he follows Kirk Schilling
3: yeah exactly
0: we should not be letting our parents uh, know about reddit ac- acronyms yeah I think that's the problem. That's why we have Donald Trump as president. Mm-hmm. As soon as we let 70 year olds into Reddit, shit went downhill from him. Bernsey, <laughs> what was your Thanksgiving like?
2: Hey, sorry. Me My and Thanksgiving Angel, was great. Me and Angel are splitting up the leftovers. Oh, cool. You got rice, mushrooms, jackfruit, no more carne asada, and chicken.
0: Oh, nice. Does anybody
2: at your job, is anybody at
0: your job recognize you from Adam Divine's house party? Uh, no. Will
3: Will you ask Angel no if he recognizes you? No one ever recognized
2: you? me from Adam Devine's. More people have recognized me from the Film drug broadcast.
3: Will Will you ask Angel if he recognizes you from Adam Divine's house party?
2: Angel. Do you recognize? Did you watch Adam Divine's house party? Bro, what's your f- dude? <laughs> dude, the, uh, angel was playing um, was playing like Green Day and like Blink One Eighty Two and shit. But he was playing it almost like it was classic rock. And then he's like, "Yeah, man, like, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, jazz?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> will you ask Will you ask him about his favorite comedians?
2: Yeah. Rachel, keep... my friends want to know who your favorite comedians are. I can't think of that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <and>, uh, <laughs> 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 Which one is it, bro? Mitch Hadberg. Oh! Fuck right, yeah! Right. Mitch Hadberg? That's one. I can't think of any other dude. No. Give me a good one, bro. Come on. Bill Burris? Okay. Nah, no, dude. <laughs> just one more. Just one more three. That's good. Bill Burr and Mitch Heber, You can't really You can't fuck with that.
0: Joe, are you uh, are you slightly anti-Bill Burr?
2: Uh, no, I'm more there there was like a phenomenon in LA when Bill Burr hit where it was like everybody was doing Bill Burr, but nobody wouldn't like I I point out some other comic and I could be like he's just doing Bill Burr and then that comic would be like no he's not because they were also doing Bill Burr (laughs) it was like everybody was doing Bill Burr so no one would Commiserate what is with me that I was angry that everybody was doing Bill Burr? What is
3: doing Bill Burr? Because I I have seen Bill Burr before, and I think he's funny.
2: I don't think he has like
3: a distinct style though. Where I'm like, wow, that's Bill Burr. I, mean, I he's think got good jokes. I don't think he's a bad comedian.
0: I think Bill Burr is great. I also think he is like the the high watermark of a certain style of comic, which is sort of like the uh, he's sort of like the East East Coast Townie comic. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think that if if there was any knock against Bill Burr it would just be that he's kind of just a version of somebody that we've seen a million times and people are acting like it's brand new. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, you've seen this guy, uh, this sort of style of comedy, this like ranty East coast. Yeah. He's kind of you know, like a more, guy. he's
0: kind of like a funnier Dennis Leary slash more woke Bobby Slayton kind of thing. Fair. I,
3: but I guess like, yeah, I think he's executionally a lot better. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like,
0: Oh, I mean, I think people no, imitate think him cause he's really, really good. But it's one of those it's like when we we're talking about people trying to imitate Louis C.K. where it's like, oh, I just sort of talk about my life, but I'm like really cocky about it. like like a bad Louis C.K. is fucking terrible to watch. I mean, I guess that's true of any, you know, of anybody's style. I also
3: find that's what's really interesting about comedy, though, because it's such a fine line where um, God he did. When I saw him live a couple months ago, he did like 20 minutes about um, how naps are really great because it's like killing yourself, except you get to wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then he talked about how, like, the entire auditorium was just a collection of people who. Hadn't yet gotten around to killing themselves. And it was, like, very dark. But yeah. he did it so well that people were just, like, fucking rolling. But you could easily see where a less skilled comedian, like, people would be like, well, that's creepy that you're talking about that. Yeah, like, and I- It's a really fine line, I think. And that's why he's so good is because he's, like, he's right about that line. But right. he's just talented enough to, like, figure out the, the small nuances to, like, still make it really fucking funny.
0: And I think that's more common in, or I think you recognize styles that are popular more when you're in LA because, you know, the comics that are in LA, like they are, they're there because they're trying to make it. They're not just, they're not just doing comedy sort of for fun. Like it's, it's, they're, they're really trying to make a career of it, and uh, and you can tell who the pop- popular comic is at the time if you just go to a random comedy. night, Like, I mean, the last time I went down and down there and did a show with Joe, I think it was like a year and a half ago. There was a bunch of like Chris D'Elia type comics. There's a lot of people like doing like a ton of a ton of act outs and being like really, uh, yeah, just a lot of act outs. And like Chris D'Elia is sort of like the thinking man's Dane Cook a little bit. And, uh, and there's a lot of that. I think what, is I that think what makes mean? Bill Burr so great though, is
1: that he's like that rare breed of, of just genuine guys
0: mm-hmm. Be-
1: because he's, I don't, th- I don't think he's faking. Cause I, like I, I interviewed him on the phone one time on like a random Thursday night and like he, just him talking, it was like watching him like on Conan. Right. Like, just like, he's just re- like, that's how he is. Well,
0: the ones that are good are rarely faking, but then if people are trying to fit themselves into, into a shtick where it's like, well, there's, there's certain, like everybody's trying to go off past experiences. Like same thing in business. Like, well, if this has worked, this is going to work again. And so they're trying to like, they're trying to like pick a persona off the rack a little bit. And, uh, yeah, the, the Cristalia thing is sort of like, the, it's a lot of, uh, it's less about the punchline than like whatever, like crazy impression that he's doing. Like, it's about the voice and about him, like doing like a goofy, it's like tricks. It's almost like magic tricks.
1: But he's also Justin Bieber's favorite comic.
0: Is he really? Chris oh,
1: DeLia, yeah.
0: Well Justin Bieber knows what he's talking about, man.
1: Justin Bieber knows
0: comedy. He does. Uh, you guys want to talk about Monster? God. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Burnsy, not a fan?
1: Fuck. <laughs> I, I don't I still don't know what it was.
0: Right.
2: It's different looking at America from the outside. And You know, just sitting right outside and looking in. You know, when you get home, it's so easy to forget all this. I mean, tomorrow we'll be back to our separate lives. In our, like, perfect suburban homes. You know, everything that we've been through, it won't matter anymore.
0: I don't know what it was. I, I feel like there's... um at the end of that movie, like I was so angry,
3: like <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck was that?" Did really? Because I, I went, I, just, I went back and watched the beginning, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of like it better now."
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. What did you get out of the beginning that you missed the first time?
3: Uh, well, spoiler alert: the, you know, I watch the the end, the the first, I don't know, two minutes of the movie, uh, are sequentially the last two minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um i don't know i just kind of like sort of I, I remembered it but i was like well that was really short so why don't i watch it again to refresh my memory it's really hard to see what's going on so yeah when you know what to look for i think you just see a little bit more like i didn't really pick up that there was a blonde woman with short hair you know like dead maybe or whatever i don't mm, know i'm gonna have so, to watch that again too so now. i don't know yeah it, it just uh it made it a little bit it, i would say I, I wouldn't say i came away liking it but at least like when i was 45 minutes into the movie i was like jesus christ like this is this is just fucking pulling teeth right um so let me let me so, just describe let uh, me
0: set it up if you haven't seen it it's uh it's an alien movie the premise is that some alien ship broke up over mexico and then like there's a big swath of mexico that's the quarantine zone or the infected zone it's got aliens in it and so the u.s built a big wall around it and and the main guy scoot mcnary who's like yeah, i name. can't
3: believe that's a real name
0: <laughs> i think he's skeet he kind of looks like skeet ulrich too they're kind of <laughs> like these skeet ulrichs like evil twin and uh it's the
3: multiplicity of johnny depp where <laughs> it's like skeet yeah. ulrich is like the carp the copy and then Scoot McNary. Scoot yeah, McNary. It's the cops doll touch my Feppy. Yeah. Uh,
0: and so Scoot McNary works as a is a photojournalist and he um, has to escort Sorry, can I interrupt real quick? Sorry, yes, please.
3: Is there a larger ratio of like actual actual people who do this in the world? two movies made about them than photojournalists. There, I feel like there's like 47 photojournalists in the yeah. entire world and there's a lot of movies where the protagonist is a photojournalist.
0: I feel like it's a it's a twist on the trope where the, the, the girl is a photographer because it's always like there's some dude and he has to choose between the cheerleader chick and then the, the artsy chick who's deep and she's deep because she's really into photography. Photography is one of those things that like
3: <clears throat> it's kind of like being bald and having a goatee where it's like I don't have any, like, rational or, like, moral issue with you. I just understand that there's a very tight correlation to me disliking you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Between (laughs) photography and dislike.
3: Actually, I took... I remember, like, taking photography in high school, and I enjoyed it. So, like, I don't have an issue where I'm not, like, photographers are X, and therefore this is why I don't like them. I just find that, like, generally when you meet someone that has a grading personality... It will eventually come out that like, well, it really is just photography. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because photography is one of those things where I, it's hard to define what separates a, a good photographer from an amateur photographer because anyone yep. can take pictures, and if you take enough, you're going to get at least one that's you know worth putting up on a wall somewhere. And
3: then you're a photographer.
0: Yeah, and that's all it takes, I think. It's money to buy the equipment and then some uh, some pretty girls to hang out with. She isn't she also a marine biologist, or was that just a joke of the movie? I missed
3: that. I
1: didn't completely. even catch that. So I those just are, thought she was I thought she was just daddy's little girl.
0: So those are kinda of like two of the most uh, you know, high ratio movie to real life professions. Well
3: I miss that, but if that is the truth, that's like how do you fucking even write that?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Architects too. Uh there's a lot of well, architects. I, I, it, I just
1: laugh. I laugh at the photojournalist because it's like for rom-coms, it's magazine writer. Right. Yeah, and yeah. for drama, it's photojournalist. Mm. And then the
0: magazine writer always is – they're like, oh, he's a freelance magazine artist and he lives in New York in some giant apartment. Yep. And you're like, was that a thing at some point? Could you <clears throat> could you be a freelance magazine how writer long, and live in a big apartment yeah, in New York?
3: And by the way, how long uh, – Vince and I have a friend who like just became an architect. Uh-huh. And like, how long did he – he had to work for like eight years to like actually become an architect, like doing like dog shit work. So like, yeah, there's like, there's like 149 architects in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of architects. Well, yeah, the, the, there's always a high powered magazine writer. Um, a lot of rom-com heroines work in advertising yeah, or event ad planning. Agencies. Yeah. There's, and it's like always vaguely defined. But I guess I know enough real people in like, advertising. Yeah,
3: but then like in the movies, like the, the the like no one's ever actually doing anything in the office. They're all like cruising around on scooters. Yeah, and yeah. Like,
0: They're brainstorming.
3: Yeah,
0: it's all about big ideas. Yeah. Uh, so the movie, to me, it kind of feels like they sort of cribbed from District Nine. Like they, it it seemed like it almost wanted to be some sort of political uh, parable about like the border.
3: Yeah, guys. Maybe the aliens are actually from earth
0: oh shit when was this made uh 2010 yeah. oh my
3: god and they built the wall
0: dude oh so prescient. Shit. so prescient. that's why they hired him to do rogue one because they realized how prescient it was yeah but then Damn. it never i was waiting for it to make some kind of point or that the aliens were going to represent something but it, it. it's kind of one of those yeah, movies I was,
3: well that was kind of that was what was weird so is it a good thing or a bad thing where you're like, Oh fuck the alien. Oh, the aliens. Uh, here's where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah. but they don't really go there with that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure where I come down on that. If I'm like, yeah, that's where you were going. Why didn't you mm-hmm. just fucking go there? And it would have been horrible if you went there. Or if I'm
0: like, Well, I'm kind of glad you didn't go there. Like, I I still don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I think the reason that I love District Nine is it starts off feeling like a very, like, on the nose parable. And then towards the end, it's like, no, this is just a good action movie now, Mm -hmm. which I think is totally acceptable. And I love that. And I kind of think the guy who did uh, Green Room and Blue Ruin, like, he kind of does that where he he gives you an indie movie where you're, like, expecting some, like, big, thinky subtext. And he's like, no, no, this is more about just like, you know, hitting you in the stomach and, and chopping arms off. But this movie didn't really chop any arms off. It kind of was just a, an alien movie where nothing happened, where there was also no subtext.
3: Yeah, fuck. It was bad.
0: It's I I,
1: I really liked the photographer character, though. <laughs> yeah? Like, that was the only thing I really took away from it, was that I really liked him as an asshole. Because like he was just he had no redeeming qualities and I enjoyed that. I was like, this is a guy that I get. Like he wants to, he wants the fifty thousand dollars to take pictures of dead kids. Yeah. And that's it. Just leave him alone. And then like he'll call his son when he needs to. And then but then I don't I do not get how they went from from setting that up and explaining that he's this, you know, terrible person who doesn't want to take daddy's little girl on in the first place, but then they then they fall in love.
0: Well yeah, like you're like, Oh, this movie's going to be about the aliens. And then it's not really about the aliens. So you're like, Oh, maybe it's about the relationships, but then it's it's really about relationships. It's really really about relationships. It's really, and it's hard. It's really a movie about family, but then it's not like their entire, they kept doing this thing where they, they made it as if those two characters had a moment where they sort of fell for each other and there was some tension, but that never happened. Like you saw the aftermath of it, but, it was like they skipped over it. They're just like, oh, yeah, well, they're in love now.
3: Yeah, you know, that, that whole sense, buildup though. was really unconvincing. Right, right. Like, it, you, it,
1: was so, it was so dumb. They 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 went out in a small town that could or could not be attacked by creatures. They got a little drunk, and she wouldn't sleep with him, so he went out and got more drunk and then slept with a random girl.
0: And then she got upset about that for some and reason. she was
1: mad about it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, girl, you could have stayed with him.
0: He had to run through the town being like, come back. What was her name? Claire, or whatever I could not even fucking
3: tell you what the They were so boring. Yeah. Like I, I actually disagree yeah. with Burnsy that um I agree that there are characters that Burnsy described that I really like <laughs> that are like that in other movies, but he was so unconvincingly that way that I not I he was great all the way through, but I
1: thought he had a
0: I will say, like, they weren't as annoying as the Cloverfield characters. They weren't quite as bland and lame as a lot of movies, like, in that sort of uh, genre are. But there just wasn't anything there. Like, they, were, they weren't they yeah. were hard to watch. It was just that the, nothing happened. Yeah. They just weren't fun to watch. No. And it would kind of set you up like you are going to get some re- reveal about the aliens and, and what they wanted or what they represented. And it's just
2: like, well, it never came. Yeah. Did you guys think he he did Godzilla too, right? Yeah.
0: What did you think of that?
2: I kind of I I kind of liked
0: Godzilla. I thought it was like silly in the right ways.
2: Was that the so, Cranston one? Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Yeah. And I don't know. So maybe if he has a good script, he can make a cool movie. Like some produce... Like did. Monsters look pretty. Mm, yeah. I mean, it didn't look bad. It was for what it, was. It looked for okay. what it was, I thought it was a good-looking movie.
3: Especially for an indie movie. Right. It looked good.
0: I think it's one of those indie movies where people are like, oh, man, this is an indie movie that looks way more expensive than it really is. But that Those sort aliens look pretty good. That's sort of its only redeeming quality. They were quality. Octopi. They were just giant but they, octopi.
1: But they lit up. It was cute. <laughs>
0: yeah, they were phosphorescent octopi.
1: When they were dancing at the gas station, I thought that was adorable.
0: Was there a thing where we supposed to take away that uh, they didn't kill those people because, like, they didn't try to shoot at them? Was that the thing?
3: I couldn't tell what. Yeah, I, I, that was also very.
0: I guess it. Are we ambiguous. supposed to just? Yeah is it is it our fault for for being warlike? That or the, did they
3: just not notice them? Yeah, I
1: thought I thought that was the, the the very weakly executed point was that that they didn't want to go home because the real monsters or us or something. I I don't know. I, again, I I have no clue what the hell was happening there.
0: Ham fisted. So if rogue one turns out to be good, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to credit the producers for spotting talent. Like where I never would have thought there was talent. All right. I got my tickets to see it.
2: There was nothing unique about the way it was shot. Like you weren't like, Oh, that's a interesting viewpoint for a monster. I don't know.
0: Um, I feel like, uh, there's a history of plucking indie directors whose movies like sort of look like a big blockbuster and then giving them yeah. a big blockbuster. Cause they're like, Oh man, look at this. It's all about mood. It's like, it's kind of the same thing with the black keys where people are like, Oh man, this is so great. Even though like the songs aren't very good, but it definitely sets a mood and then people yeah. and that's sort of a, a a goal in and of itself. And so they'll, they'll take, I do you think
3: the better descriptor is what you've already said before, which is like, <clears throat> you hear the first, you hear like the opening riff in the beginning. You're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then it just doesn't, it builds it, it. There's zero build from there. Right. Like none. It, like it just maintains that initial, like, okay, I like where this is going. And then it doesn't go anywhere.
0: Right. And then, so they they always take these these directors that make a, an indie that sort of looks like it could be a blockbuster and then give them a blockbuster, which is dumb because like if you're gonna direct a blockbuster, you're gonna have your pick of the greatest cinematographers and you're gonna have you're gonna have people that can make it look pretty,
2: right? So I did think you World guys, One looks pretty. Yeah, That's it from does. The trailers. Did you guys see the whatever movie Colin Trevorrow did before Jurassic World?
0: Uh, no the um, what the fuck was it called uh, the time travel or it was based on a newspaper classified ad probably I'm looking it up so that all the listeners don't yell at me it was safety not guaranteed Oh yeah, There was like a job listing, and it was like I've safety, that, yeah. safety not guaranteed. I've seen that class. I heard it was good. Jurassic World, uh, not so much. Even though it made a jillion dollars,
1: we should just say in situations like that where they lift the indie director for a big budget picture, we should say they tranked it.
0: They tranked it. He's 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 getting another shot. Is he? Yeah. I forget what it's called, but it was uh, Trank. Uh, Josh Trank directed huh. uh, Chronicle, and then they gave him Fantastic Four, which was like a huge disaster. That it felt like it was edited spitefully. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Where like how you... many
3: Fantastic Fours have there been now? Jessica Alba was in one like fifteen three. years ago, right?
0: Yeah, she was in one with uh, Chris Evans, and then they made a sequel to that one uh, with the Silver Surfer. And so I think just three, right? Who played the Silver Surfer? Uh, I don't know, dude. Was, he, was like, he was like some molten metal.
1: There, Well, you're forgetting the 90s one.
0: Oh, right. All, yeah, the, there uh, was
3: a 90s one.
1: The most doomed
0: movie ever made or whatever. So like Fantastic Four, it kind of looked like... Um,
3: when was the, But when was the most recent Fantastic Four?
0: Like last year, two years ago? Oh, when and the
3: Human Torch was black and everyone got all mad. Yeah, yeah. All the fucking redditors. Yeah, Wallace just shit from the wire. Diapers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and then, and then it came out, and it sort of looked like if if Batman versus Superman or uh, Suicide Squad like had realized they were bad like while they were being produced, and so they just made it an hour and a half instead of instead of two and a half hours, and so it just like if you watch Fantastic Four, it just feels like a reel's missing. Did the, yeah, did they, it totally is there a giant portal? All- was there a portal? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, there was a portal. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is about
0: a portal, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's all about a portal, and then they go to some other world, and then they get powers, and then they come back, and then it, it was so fucking re- – it was retarded.
0: <laughs> I kind of res- – It's just like – I kind of like the spiteful editing where you kind of you, – it inspires you to think about what the hell must have went on behind the scenes.
2: There were like a couple. moments in that movie where you're like oh that's cool and then it's just like but the story was such it was just made no sense whatsoever and and it you're right like the ending felt so rushed it was like it was like 10 minutes you know like the final battle scene was like 10 minutes and it was like you're like wait that's the whole fucking thing and apparently
0: apparently josh trank in the studio had like a big falling out where he got locked out of the, he got locked out of editing and apparently also the house that he had rented while they were shooting the movie, like, I guess him and his dogs, like, tore it up or something. And so they, they also oh, got yeah. sued by that. the landlord for fucking up his house.
3: It's Spiteful editing sounds like <clears throat> film's answer to uh, that Nerf Herder song where he's like, We need a friend and
0: blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. Like, I liked that about Suicide Squad where they're like, ah. You don't really need to know the backstory on this portal. There's a portal. It's got to have a portal. Don't worry about it.
2: Oh just, god, I hate that I, shit. I, I just, did you guys see Doctor Strange? I know. You I know. I've talked Strange? about this
3: before, but like, I was just mad at the portal. Like, you couldn't do something else with the fucking portal.
2: <laughs> yeah. What did you a, guys like Doctor Strange? I did. I thought.
0: I thought Doctor Strange was silly in like all the right ways.
2: Yeah, it, it was like it was like when it would get like too silly, they'd make a joke, and you're like, "Oh, okay, they're not taking it too." But dude, like that mind bending shit. Like I thought the first sequence was the best sequence, and then from then on, they're like, Oh, you like that? Watch this even go crazy?" And then it was like I couldn't even tell what the fuck was happening because it's like there's so much like mind bending special effects shit, like turning upside down. Yeah, that I, it was like disorienting.
0: I mean, I don't mind a, an excuse, excuse for special effects if the special effects are that cool.
2: Okay.
3: What constitutes cool special f- special effects nowadays anyway? I, I just feel like they can do so much now. That yeah. Like, at what point... Like, I think the last time I can really think about being really uh, impressed with special effects was like, like Jurassic Park or something, where you're like, how the fuck did they do that? Right. And now they can just kind of do
0: anything... It's more about it being visually cool than, than wondering like how they did that now. Cause everything's just like, like So I, I would say um, in that uh, X-Men Days of Futures p- Past or whatever, when, when
3: Quicksilver... <laughs> I, I just want to get a job as a guy who writes the subheads on these movies. <laughs>
0: Apparently that's from a classic uh, comic. That's a classic comic book title. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always thought it should be Days of, of Futures Past, not Days of Future Past.
3: Yeah.
1: Doesn't that
0: make a lot more sense? I don't know. Anyway, there's like the scene where Qu- Quicksilver runs around the room and it's like, did you see that? Or, or I didn't it, see the movie. It's like, um, it's not quite bullet time, but like everything's uh, frozen in place and, he, and he's just sort of like running. Because he's moving so fast. Yeah, he's moving so fast and, and he's like picking bullets out of the air and stuff. It was kind of like that and this were the, the last two where I can think of special effects really making me go, oh man, that was cool. Hmm.
3: Maybe the Matrix. Back when you saw it in 1999,
0: yeah. you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Or uh, Wanted. The curve and the bullet. Yeah, dude. Curve the bullet. <laughs> oh, <that's> so stupid. <laughs> when you realize they were taking all their cues from a sentient loom.
2: What about What about Avatar? How did you feel about Avatar?
3: Still, never seen Avatar.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean. I, I would say that it, uh, it made me think 3D was cool for a brief moment.
2: I thought the I thought the uh, like water world sequence in Interstellar, and like the whole setup for it. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool special effects sequence. Like, there's something so fucking terrifying about a giant wave.
0: Yeah, Chris Nolan manages to pull that off a lot.
2: It was, uh, didn't
0: they write like eight avatars or something like that? Aren't there like a shitload? Of... Yeah. He's shooting the next two at the same time. I think
2: he said he's out of the film business and only in, in the avatar business. That was a quote.
3: How long ago did that come out? It was like 2006. Was it 10 years ago?
0: Avatar. I feel like it's like 2011. Really? Yeah. Uh, no
2: 2009.
0: Way. 2009. Oh uh, yeah. Nine.
2: Okay. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
2: Uh, I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty fucking crazy when I saw it. But All I right. saw it like an IMAX 3D and it was, it was like the first time I actually thought that like 3D was, they could pull it off and make it look cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it, it made me think that 3D was super cool or if it just made me think like this movie would be way worse without 3D.
2: Yeah. Well, do you, do you ever... Pay the twenty dollars to go see IMAX movies. Uh, I don't. I have done it a bunch of times, and I'll, I can tell you that it makes a huge difference. Like I've seen movies that then I saw in, in an IMAX theater and was like, "That was fucking incredible," and then I'll watch it on TV and be like, "Movie sucks." Yeah, this is a terrible I was, movie. I was
3: thinking about that the other day uh, because. I still remember my review for the broadcast for Prometheus which was it was a complete fucking mess but it was a beautiful mess Mm -hmm. so I was thinking about that the other day and wondering if I just watched it you know uh, on a Sunday afternoon on HBO with glare on my fucking TV screen if I would just be like this is awful
2: Yeah. yeah I don't know I watched Prometheus like Five times, and I think it's still fucking great. I, I watched it on my TV. I think so I, I could tell you.
0: I okay. wish that they would have gotten as obsessed with IMAX as they are with 3D. Because I definitely, I love, I always love an IMAX movie. Yeah. 3D. Have you guys done a
2: virtual reality yet?
0: No, like. No. Like the
2: Oculus Rift and uh, the HTC Vive and the PSVR.
0: Nope. You're just naming Dude. random letters now.
2: <laughs> I got I
1: got an offer last week to do VR to to test uh, VR porn. Did
2: you do uh, it? The VR porn is not that cool, and I'll tell you why. So because it's not rendered in, like, a three-dimensional environment, right? It's a, it's an actual video. So the camera is – you can only see what the camera is seeing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, all you can basically do is look around. They're extrapolating the
0: stuff. They're not – Yeah,
2: from the stationary point. But, like, when you put on the – so I'll put it this way. I did the Oculus Rift with my dad and we both did it and we both agreed we'd never been so fucking blown away by a piece of technology ever in my life i i mean it was insane
0: what was the oculus rift thing (laughs) I, i would
2: i would say go fucking run out like there's best there's demos at best buys go fucking run out do it tomorrow it's so fucking crazy
0: uh, a couple years ago at Sundance, they had some sort of Oculus Rift uh, demonstration and apparently it was like, it was a first person thing where you like raped someone and I was like, I don't want to, oh, yeah, that that's, sounds uh, fucking awful.
2: That's rape D. <laughs> so that Nate, one's a fucking bestseller. It was a Nate Parker movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so no, are, but you, it, it's, are you driving? Yeah.
2: Yeah, fucking driving, bro.
3: Are you I'm going down Taco?
2: I'm going down uh, the 10 West, dude. Oh, okay. 10 West, because you know what's the best. And this, I'm fucking quitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about Westworld?
2: I haven't seen the last one.
0: Me neither. Oh, man.
2: F- we can talk about the second to last one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel mm-hmm.
0: like everybody's getting real obsessed with whether their fan theory is gonna come true and uh i'm just not watching it that way i'm kind of just like all right I'm, i want to see what happens i'm not yeah i'm well, like I, yeah i'm really I'm close to giving it, up
2: every time there's a sandy newton breast scene it's the best fucking part of the whole show it's like i'm basically just waiting to see Thandy newton's uh boobs because they're <laughs> fucking so great that's it's, my cents.
0: speaking of um the Skeet Ulrich Johnny Depp uh, multiplicity thing. Is it just me, or does the bad the bad guy, like the bad tech guy, the bad tech guy, and like the psycho, the and the psych, and the, with the beard, and then like the psycho killer with like the crazy leather jacketing. They're almost the same person, aren't they? No. They look so much alike. No, they don't. Oh
3: God, they do. No, they don't. Oh, you
2: mean you mean you mean the the like Logan's friend? like the
3: bandito. Yeah, yeah the, the bandito who, like, guy who, like, cruises in and blows up the bandito, around.
2: and then and then Logan, the uh, the like good guy character. No, those guys
3: look alike. You're you're talking about the tech guy. There's the Asian dude with the with the Hitler youth cut. No, no,
2: no, no, no,
0: no. Oh, okay. No, so so the the Boy Scout. Yes. His friend who's an asshole? Yes. His friend who's they, an asshole looks just like yeah. this the head Bandito
2: and, guy.
3: And the other guy that, that Joe's talking about looks like too. The guy that... The Asian um, guy? you know the band The guy that the bandito Ed Harris was is is keeping Xerxes. alive.
2: From well, three hundred. The remember
3: Ed Harris killed Ed the guy who looks like Ed Harris killed the guy who looks like Booger from Growing Pains and put his blood in right the right guy? Clifton
0: Collins he killed oh, Clifton okay. Collins and then he put his blood in James Marsden this game's Marston. way less
3: fun when you know everyone's name so which guy
0: do which you think James Marsden and Clifton Collins look alike Uh,
3: I've lost track of who's who now.
0: okay So Clifton Collins. The guy, okay,
3: in the original like storyline, he's the love interest of Evan Rachel Wood. Right,
0: yeah, James Marsden. James
3: Marsden. Yeah. Looks like the bandito dude with the leather suit thing. Okay. Remember he was humping Tandy Ninja at the end of that one
0: episode. I'm saying that guy looks like the other tech guy.
2: Dude, James Marsden looks exactly like the guy that played Cyclops in X-Men.
0: That is that's yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh whatever. Fuck you, I'm out of (laughs) here. bye
0: bye um i don't know why do you why are you, why are you out i'm still into that show really yeah um, i'm like i'm all the way in d- just a lot of
3: the conversations like every uh, the the worst part of that show to me is evan rachel wood and that dude like every yeah. every time they're on screen i'm like Ugh. um every time he asks Asked about her feelings, I'm like, oh
0: my god! They definitely made him like too much of a Boy Scout. We're like, oh, this is the good guy character.
3: Yeah, he was way too one dimensional Boy Scout. Oh, the
0: the latest one he gets even worse.
3: Oh, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. It sounds awful. I
2: like just like every time something terrible. I I just like watching Anthony Hopkins. There's something about like he'll just do like there's. I think when uh, Bernard like smashes that girl's fucking face and y- you know that part yeah there, they, there's like a cut where it just cuts to Anthony Hopkins face and he looks like he's not even paying attention like he looks <laughs> like he's just zoned out and there's something so fucking psychotic about it well, like he's not even really making a face
3: I had a beef with that part too like a lot of people were like can you believe the mind-bending reveal on Westworld <laughs> and I was like I was just mad because I had to deal with the whole fucking office politics and inner office romance aspect plotline of that fucking show to set up for that i had to hear about the backstory of his dead son and see him like skyping with his wife and all that stuff was so horrible meanwhile you've got this like caligulan fuck party western fuck party happening and they're like no you know we really want to focus on the office politics we think that's the (laughs) most important we think that's more interesting aspect of it Really it's about interpersonal relationships.
0: We should just put Joe in Westworld. That's what everybody yeah, wants.
3: That's what everybody wants. Yeah. Just oh, dick hanging it. out. Oh, walking fuck. around penis out.
2: Penis out, I would be cutting off other people's dicks. And I would be <laughs> what would you fucking do with putting the dicks? them over my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally just be walking around like I would be holding like like in both arms just like a Bundle of di- like just d- dicks that I chopped off, like like stumbling down, dropping one. Oh, I dropped
0: another one. Like a so necklace, a necklace of dicks. You'd be like, uh...
2: yeah, and then just handing them out to the other robots. <laughs> what do you think about this?
0: It's kind of like when you're you're trying to make the 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 British beef eater dudes that have to stay perfectly still. You're just trying to fuck with them.
2: <laughs> you, you're trying to
0: fuck with the robots to try and. Yeah. See if you can take them off their game.
2: I mean, and then and then uh, Ed Harris was like, "Remember that part where he's like, I did the worst.' Like, I, that's all I would be doing is killing kids. I'd just be running around <laughs> killing every kid. I would. Their, Tuesday would be kid killing day. <laughs> just to see what it's like. Yeah, you know. But if they're robots, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, I can I can. I can get that part out. I can get that that you know hunger satiated. Killing kids in Westworld, girl, you pussy is my whole world. Do a twirl. God damn me! <laughs> Fucking hell. So stupid.
0: I'm still into it. Joe, you got any movie pitches this week? I have none. Oh man, I love. I
2: love uh, but I I'm still into Westworld, dude. I feel you. It's also like what other show – like people are like, oh, this other – but it's like no shows look that good, you know? It's like every episode of that show looks – has like movie quality special effects and cinematography. So that's one of the things that I – about these like big budget – even like True Detective. uh, I would always use it as a defense, which was – it looks – it still looks better than 99% of the shit on – like – Because even, like, a a show like Homeland that I like, there's a lot of times Homeland looks pretty fucking Yeah, it looks
0: budget sometimes. Also, Homeland is straight up stupid a lot of the time. And I still watch it.
3: Yeah. I I watched the first season and I did not continue. So I can't even imagine where the fucking plot line has gone since then.
0: Every time Carrie, like, gets (laughs) crazy again, I'm like, I do not care about her mental health at all.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I imagine just kind of basically doing what 24 did, where they're just like, we're slowly going to kill everyone off and just have more insane plot lines.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the thinking man's 24. Okay. Because it has jazz. It always
2: does a good job, though, of creating like a sense of uh, tension. Like You're like, oh, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of shows, I don't really care about the tension that they're cr- trying to create. It doesn't get me. But for some reason, Homeland, even though they're in completely unbelievable, ridiculous scenarios, like I always buy into the threat. If that makes sense, guys. I've been up since four. I'm tired.
0: Yeah. What have you been doing? I've
2: been catering, bro. she Has... trying to uh, the life of a comedy producer and a stand comedian produces a lot of credit card debt. <laughs> uh so i've been trying to pay that off
0: cool cool
2: so that's pretty dope dude why
0: don't you go on the zero g ride with uh with bernsey
2: why don't you get that does it pay does it pay it pays in zero gravity (laughs) (laughs) bernsey you're in you're in florida i'm in orlando florida how come you stayed in orlando florida
1: Ah, uh, that is a very good question.
2: Like I could see you in it doesn't have to be like LA or New York. I could see you in Austin.
1: No, I I, I think I think my perfect fit always would have been like Reno.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like like not not even like a shitty stand-up comic in Reno, like a shitty blogger in Reno.
0: Reno's cool, man.
1: That, that would have been my calling, but uh I don't know. I never never had much of a reason to leave Orlando, and I, I dig it, and I'm glad I did because now I've got a baby, and he's a cool baby.
2: Oh, yeah. You can't leave your baby.
0: Well, you can.
1: I could. I could if I was a dick.
0: Yeah, dude. If you're Scoot McNary, you just leave your baby. Go find some aliens.
1: I still don't understand. Now that you bring that up, I still don't understand what he said to her when the the so the... the baby mama told him it's not your baby and so she won't let him like be its, be his dad
0: yeah and he's like but i, I want to like, be its dad
1: yeah i was really confused by that shit i was like wait he's like crying over the kid that's not his
0: they couldn't decide whether he was an absentee father or like a a, a, a bon vivant yeah or or like a or photojournalist mm. or if he was just a, a he couldn't they she wouldn't let him be the father
1: and by the way did you realize that there's a sequel
0: <laughs> yeah we I was I was trying to find so brendan was like i i guarantee you there's a press tour interview where they say that it's really about family so we like looked for that quote and we found it but it was actually by the director of the sequel which is like monsters something or other
1: like demolition or monsters something really Inc. stupid like
0: <laughs> yeah Still a film about relationships. Ugh, God.
3: Count uh, me out.
0: Monsters Dark Continent. Oh, so they switched it to Africa. So they yeah. really oh, yeah. So they're like, I don't think I don't think the District Nine ripoff was was clear enough. We're mm-hmm. gonna have to set it in the same place.
1: But I love, I love when they do that. They they do the sequel where it's like When the first one is trying to tell like, you know, has like a strong moral or something like that. And then the second one's
2: just like, oh, the aliens are dicks. Let's fight them.
0: Right. The kick ass, kick ass effect.
2: Yeah. Hey, remember last time I was on the broadcast and I mentioned my girlfriend and then you and Matt Lee were like, hey, why don't you talk about your girlfriend more? And then I thought about that for like two weeks, and I now I don't ever bring up my girlfriend to people ever. <laughs> so I hope you feel proud about that.
0: That's good. What does she do? What is she up to right now?
2: She's wait. She's waiting at home for me to bring her carne asada.
0: Oh man, that's
3: I thought good. They were out and, of carne asada. Yeah,
2: they were out of it. Up, no, it's, they're out because it's in my bag. Oh okay. <laughs> I have a bag filled with carne asada. I have a bag filled with jackfruit. I'm
1: jealous. <laughs> I <laughs> wish full? I had a bag of carne
0: asada. A bag full of robot dicks from Westworld.
2: <laughs> yes. So she's gonna get that, and then um, while she's eating that, I'm gonna go in the bathroom, and I'm gonna shit for thirty minutes because cool. I've been holding it since four. Cool, cool. So that's dope.
0: You're not, I, man. If only you had a new designer butthole like I'm gonna get pretty soon.
2: Are you getting a new a, a designer butthole? Yeah, you're getting you're getting butthole surgery.
0: Yeah, dude, you missed last week's episode.
2: What's um? You're always making fun of me, calling
0: calling me Jeff Fisher and Amy Fisher. <laughs> are
2: you gonna Are you gonna go Small into Fisher. um? <laughs> are you gonna go into um? Into like a Westworld robot where the laser comes in and zaps your butt?
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope there's like a guy. <laughs> Designing like a, a butthole out of clay that will eventually be mine. I feel like but you get, that,
3: that's not, you that's rid- like a butthole transplant. Like you just need to get right. your butthole let out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a tailor. I'm going yeah. to the butthole tailor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, but Vince, what do they do? They how can you heal a cut with a laser? It's not
0: a laser. It's a microblade. Okay. I think yeah,
2: like on my Gillette.
0: Yeah. They're cutting. I think they're cutting the sphincter so that it gets bigger.
2: Oh no! That of, sounds yeah. like a. That sounds like it's good news for me, bro. I think it's kind of like <laughs> I'm get in there, and slide in. No, it's we a bad. It's bad crap. news.
0: I'm not gonna be tight like I used to used to be.
2: Yeah, dude. Boy, oh boy, you can do cowgirl now.
0: It's a reverse episiotomy for your asshole. I think. <laughs>
2: Dude, they're actually going to make your asshole bigger. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. I don't think it's going to work, dude. I shit all over the place. All the time. That is, that is dude, one of the risks. Have you the side effects? That is one of the
0: risks, is incontinence.
2: Uh, is that really a risk?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really low risk, though.
2: Dude, but you're that's that's the end of your... You're not doing BJJ in a diapy. That's the end of your fucking jiu-jitsu training.
0: Yeah so did
2: you think about that (laughs) that that that
0: that could be the risk you mean yeah yeah i mean i thought about it
2: have you have you tried just eating less food maybe you're just like (laughs) shits are too big i
0: no i haven't tried that a low fiber diet no i mean i've well i assumed that i needed more fiber maybe i was wrong
2: I'm surprised you haven't explored more, more non-surgical butthole options.
0: There's not many. Is there
2: a fissure forum?
0: <laughs> like on GeoCities? GeoCities Geo yeah.
2: fissure, the AOL chat, chat room. Yeah. For fissure fissure I, friends.
0: I mean, I don't know if you've looked online, but uh, Yahoo Answers. A lot of uh, a lot of the forums don't give you a lot of like good information.
2: Yeah, but you got to get on fissure space.
0: Mm-hmm fissure book.
2: <laughs> Fisher five.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't been <laughs> on there, dude.
2: Uh, Fisher. Yeah, you know, you know what else is a good uh, thing for medical shit? There's this website called medhelp.org. Uh huh. And it's free. Plug. First of all, it's I found it, but I found it looking for like a legit medical condition and and it's doctors responding on the forum right Uh uh-huh um but then i got into this whole subcategory where it was just women asking why their vaginas stunk and then the doctor would respond and they'd ask like 17 follow-ups until the doctor would basically just be like you need to go to the doc you need to talk to (laughs) a psychiatrist
0: yeah what medical condition were you looking up that was what I, I um,
2: Yeah. yeah. Was, I think that's a question in yeah. everyone's mind. Yeah. I just had lesion I had a bunch of lesions <laughs> all over my balls, <laughs> penis, and asshole. <laughs> Blisters, blistering sores. Right. Oozing. Oozing, blistering sores. And um so I um uh, I uh but I'm good, dude. <laughs> it was nothing. It was nothing? All right. That's cool. No, 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 no. no. It's fine, dude. It's totally fine. You're, yeah. No. The, dude, the truth is even fucking weirder. I, um, I fucking – so, dude, I shot this one – I shot this video for Sam Tripoli who ran the Naughty Show. And it was like um, in the video – so I had a girlfriend at the time and he's like, okay, this video – the the premise of the video it's gonna be rosetta stone rosetta stone for porn Uh right so this girl i'm having this i'm having sex with my girlfriend and she can't talk dirty to me so um then she starts listening to this rosetta stone for porn and she talks dirty for me so but (laughs) in it wait
0: (laughs) rosetta how do you mean rosetta stone
2: rosetta stone the software that teaches you foreign languages yeah so this is like, she's learning how to talk dirty. Oh, Ro- so it's what you type star. in?
0: Like, I really like you. And it's like, oh, I want your dick inside me.
2: Yeah, or something. I don't think they got that technical, okay. but yeah, probably. Uh huh. So anyways, I had to shoot this video with her where we were like simulating sex. And I was like, this is good. There was like all this funny stuff where I'd like, you know, said funny lines and made jokes and then made funny faces and stuff. And the, But the guy shooting the video also shot porn. So he shot it basically like using like these soft core angles that he was like super good at. Uh-huh. And then I'm pretending to hunt, and then they added sound effects. And then when they, so then I'm at the show and they air the video. They cut out all my funny scenes and then they added like audio where it sounds like I'm pumping her. It looked like I'm just fucking hammering his chick. <laughs> I mean, it just looked like a soft poor core porn starring me, and I'm just fucking drilling this fucking porn star. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, bro, you can never show this video ever again. <laughs> like, I have a girlfriend, uh-huh. and, like, she has fucking, like, what is this, like, they saw this. I panicked, which I normally don't do, but it was just, like, the visual of it, it looked like I was just, I, I didn't want to be watching a. I didn't want to a, basically a softcore porn starring me out in the world but during the filming of it this chick was just wearing a thong and shit and she was crazy as fuck she was this porn star she showed up and she's like Oh my God, my legs hurt. And she had cigarette burns on her legs. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And she got, guys, pay me to get crazy. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then she's like laying on top of me grinding. And I was wearing underwear. And, and I immediately had an anxiety attack because I'm kind of a, like a clean freak. So I went home and I started Googling like, am I going to get fucking AIDS from this <laughs> chick with cigarette? burns on her porn star that does anal porn and that was the other thing I like googled her and it was just like anal the record for anal dicks in the butt one time and I was like oh my god oh my god and she was just like grinding on me and I was wearing boxers there was like a time where like my dick had kind of slipped out and I was just like oh my god I'm gonna fucking get AIDS and then uh, so I went I went and I googled it
0: Do you did you get hard did you did you have to try and
2: did no, you have any I was terrified. I was terrified of her, dude. But I felt like I had already committed. I was like, oh, maybe it's fine. And then when she was like grinding on me, I was like, I was like, wow, she's like doing this really convincingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I was like, and there was another time where I was pretending to have sex with her doggy style, and I could just, t- I could kind of tell. I was like, wow, this seems like it will come off as very authentic. <laughs> and then uh, of course it did.
0: Was uh. So, did you go through your normal process when you're when you're doing that scene?
2: Yeah, of the slamming baby finches against my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did
0: you have to practice the size? I tried
2: to. I what what I what I tried to do is I tried to you know I tried to humanize him uh-huh. the character. Right. I tried to humanize him because maybe he is. You know, most people think he's bad, but I think that's the challenge of acting. Yeah, is trying to humanize the character to
0: find why in the why he's like he doesn't know that he doesn't think that he's bad. No one does,
2: dude. You know, it'd be a funny sketch. Would be uh, you remember you know, remember they are doing those master class acting things, where it's like master class with Kevin Spacey. Master class with Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. They should do. You should do like a master class with Gandolfini. It's all acting, breathing.
0: <laughs> but he's he's not around though.
2: Yeah, you just get like a Gandolfini impersonator. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Calm. We
2: could. Sh- yeah, we could shave Brendan's head. <laughs> we talked about this. Calm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like that.
2: That's amazing. That's really good.
3: Thank you. I've been working on my breathing.
2: Hey, Go ahead. Um, so, yeah. I thought that story would be better than it was. No, it was good. It was a good story. Yeah, it was good. Was it a good podcast story?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we gotta, I feel like you guys are real low energy tonight. It's Brendan. I don't know what his deal is. <sighs> I'm
3: pretty tired. Yeah. My baby was up. My dogs woke me up. Shit. Dude. They had to poop.
2: Bro, I woke up at I woke up at four in the morning. So I'm there with you. you I, but I like past you know when you're like exhausted and then you kinda of catch a second wind?
0: You forget that you're tired and yeah, yeah it goes yeah. away. Yeah.
2: And then you and then you fall asleep masturbating later.
0: Uh, we got a question from email. If you guys want to get in on this. Uh, hey guys, question. Is Tom Hanks actually a good actor? I enjoy most of his films, but I can't tell if it's just because I enjoy watching a pleasant guy playing mostly pleasant characters. Fraud on, Schnitzel Bob. Well,
3: isn't good acting kind of making yourself likable no matter what? I mean, I understand that he's he's got the qualifier of the likable characters, but there's lots yeah. of characters who are probably likable on paper and not likable because the actor isn't very good at like presenting themselves in a likable manner.
0: Yeah. I think it's like the, uh, the referee or the offensive lineman. It's like, they're good when you don't notice them. Yeah. You don't know they're acting. He's just being a pleasant guy. That's, that's all that that's the acting talent right right there.
2: And it's also like, it's like, it doesn't matter how technical your acting is. Oh, juicy, juicy. Don't ever stop. (laughs) <laughs> what was that
0: oh it was I, I was i didn't realize i had it already like playing on my phone but uh smash mouth and rosie o'donnell made a christmas song together which seemed like seemed like up our alley so i got a little bit of that
2: yeah but i was gonna say like you could be like the most technical actor whatever the fuck that means right but it's like if people don't wanna watch you, you know, it's like some I don't know, baseball player might have the most beautiful swing but if he doesn't get in many home runs I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, that's a horrible analogy but you get I think like ninety I literally think ninety percent of acting is whether or not people like you on stage. And you think I'm going to stop fucking talking because you're playing Jersey O'Donnell Smash <laughs> <laughs> now. No, it's good. Open it up until you go. Make a potty. Don't you know when you're going to shit faster when your butthole opens up like a real fucking nasty anal slut. Yeah, his name is Vince. And he used to have to pinch a low painfully. But now it's going to be so motherfucking glee. G- Oh, why'd you stop? Sorry. Yo, I figured to bang your mama with the one-two snickum. <laughs> 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 he
0: broke character because his his freestyle was too good. It was so tight. Any more I rap battles tight. coming up?
2: Uh, I don't know. No, you I got, mean, you got dude, so robbed like, last time. I've been like uh I've been like off off the uh, I've been off the like comedy scene. I took like a little bit of a break. Not not so much like even consciously, but it was like I was working so much and then it's like I just stopped the coverage you shit, but once uh the first of January comes along I'm gonna hit it back up.
0: Dude, you gotta follow your dreams, man.
2: Yeah, totally. My dream is actually just to fucking watch Netflix. And eat a lot of food and not uh, have to do anything. That's cool. And not be productive. My girlfriend tried to say that uh, taking a shit wasn't being productive. So I included that on my list of things You're that I producing
0: shit. You gotta, yeah, you gotta take care of yourself too.
2: Well, especially if it's a good one, it can change your day.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It feels so good. It feels so right. When the butthole isn't tight because you got microbladed.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. That was a good one, Joe. That's one of your best Thanks, ones. Dude.
2: That's up there with Baby Thank Bunny's you. pussy. There you dude, That's pretty tight. Now he's, he's getting like auto-typed by Skype. Microbladed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My all
0: right you guys want to put this to bed
2: yeah dude let's do it let's do it i feel like Bernsey wasn't very active
0: he does that he just recedes into the background
2: i just love listening I to mean, you guys he, he was coming I in with, some I thunder. with you guys no you come in every once in a while you come in and you just pow pow <laughs> that's what i'm good for
0: he's got all those crickets to deal with out there
2: Hey uh, Vince Cash, you real quick? Did you did you have McGregor winning that fight? Because we haven't talked UFC. Yeah, uh, I
0: did. I thought. He, I mean, I didn't know. I thought it was pick him, By I thought that McGregor was going to win, and he did.
2: Okay. Wow. I, I don't didn't know. Think he was going to win? I
0: feel like Alvarez. Uh, prior, I was shocked that he beat Dos Santos because before that, I kind of thought he was a little bit of a choker. Yeah. And then in this fight, I was like, yeah, he's still kind of a choker.
2: Do you think Do you think that McGregor can beat and up? No, I don't either. No, because that guy's just gonna fucking bear wrestle him.
0: I mean the the clip where he was like talking to Michael Johnson while he was like punching him in the face was, was so crazy, pretty, pretty terrifying. It was such
3: a level above Nate Diaz, like fuck you, bitch! <laughs> like it was, yeah. he was like, yeah. you
0: must give up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> this is not your title to fight for. Yeah. Like I told Vince, I said that would, I, if that was me, I would be devastated.
0: Yeah, like I mean, Nate Diaz's shit talk is hilarious to watch and super entertaining, but Narmaga Madoff's shit talk seemed like actually soul crushing.
3: Yeah, because because yeah. you you understand that it's part of Nate Diaz's game, like the shit talk. Whereas mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. with him, the guy whose name I can't pronounce. It didn't even feel like it was Khabib. like... Call him Khabib. Khabib. It didn't feel like, okay, I'm going to deploy this strategy to give myself an edge. It was like speaking entirely like from the soul in this very honest moment yeah. where he was just 100% convinced in his head that there was no way he was going to lose because in no way did his opponent deserve the title shot over him. So the way it came out, it was just like, oh, damn. Like, he's right. Like yeah. that's, I think that's <laughs> yeah. what's devastating about it is like I would be like with my hand up trying to deflect shots and then i'd I'd probably be going like shit he's right yeah Yeah.
2: well there's and 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 just like with a hint of like i don't want to hurt you don't make me do this (laughs) yeah yeah. oh god
0: well there's also the fact that a lot of the times when nate diaz is shit talking a lot of the reason his shit talking is so awesome is like he'll be shit talking while he's getting his ass kicked like he'll be bleeding from the face and like he's just walking through big punches and being like fuck you pussy what oh i don't know we're throwing spinning shit which is such an awesomely Diaz thing to say, but like Khabib's shit talk came when he was doing what's already like the most soul crushing thing you can do, which is like laying on top of the guy while pinning his arm behind the back. So he can't block his punches and hitting him in the face.
2: Yeah. It was like, with like the most precision ever just well, so technical because at that, point, like there's no, at that
0: just... point there's no separation
3: between like wow he executed a, a brilliant ground game jujitsu maneuver there's no distinction between that and like your older brother who just like pinned <laughs> right. your fucking arm yeah. and is like standing over you and like spitting and sucking it back up
0: yeah oh he's definitely doing like the sitting on your chest like tapping your tapping your sternum kind yeah. of kind mm-hmm. of moves yeah I also love the fact that uh, he's from Dagestan and his nickname's uh, the the Eagle, which always reminds me of <laughs> it. Always reminds me of the Borat bit where he's at the rodeo and he's like, "You're not a, a dead gum Muslim, are you?" And he's like, "No, no, I follow the hawk." <laughs> <laughs> like Khabib is, I
2: follow the hawk in real life. Yeah, he is. He is the hawk. He's a fucking. Would you want him to win against McGregor? uh
0: kind of just because i feel like khabib is i mean he's like what 23 and 0 right now i I have a hard time imagining him getting beaten
2: but would you be or would you but in a way it's like i love underdogs and i like those not that he's an underdog by any means but like i I kind of more root for greatness more frequently like i want to see the dude that's just the best of all time you know what i mean i'm always kind of fingers crossed i'm watching like just something historic
0: yeah i mean i don't know the thing that i like about khabib is that um he's good in a way that not not many people have been in the past like you're used to seeing like a guy who's like a really you know like conor mcgregor's got like a knockout punch or like you know someone's just like a a dominating striker or, like a dominating jujitsu guy like there's not a lot of Dudes who are good enough at wrestling that it makes that exciting, like I yeah, mean, totally. Like Randy Couture, like you, they're
2: Cormier or somebody like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess early John Jones when he was like doing crazy lateral drops and stuff.
3: Yeah, that was fucking awesome.
0: But when you watch, I don't know, it's rare that someone makes wrestling exciting. So when someone's like good enough at wrestling to just completely like demoralize, I mean, he's not even doing jiu-jitsu. He's like just on top of them doing, like, an arm ride and just, like, punching him in the face where they just can't do anything. I've never, I've never seen someone, like, completely demoralize people like he does.
2: Is that just fucking some weird strength? Like, is that... You know how, like, certain dudes just have, like, crazy, crazy, crazy power? It's just... And it's just, like... I mean, McGregor kind of has that. It's like he just hits you with that one and just mm-hmm. shuts people down. I wonder if... Is that... Is that I like, think so with, I think with wrestling, technique it's, or just power? I think it's,
3: it's a little bit of, of technique. I think there's also probably just a, a physiological component with like your flexibility and your range in your hips, uh, with the leverage mm-hmm. and what that can afford you is very different. And to the point where I've even seen dudes like guys who were like, when I was playing football, really hard to block and you'd look at their bodies and like their upper body was like three quarters of the length of their body. And then they had like these hips and these like little stubby legs and they could generate so much fucking leverage that way. And like, like if you look at Ray Lewis, he's built like that. He has these like little tiny midget legs. Yeah. Um, and so what ends up happening is he gets really fucking low and he blows people up. And so I think like wrestlers are really good at that. Not to mention all the shit that you have to do. And in a place like Dagestan where isn't wrestling like the national sport?
0: Yeah, no, there's so legit you, videos yeah. of, of Khabib actually wrestling a bear when he was like 10. Yeah, so you're wrestling
3: from so young. So you're developing these skills. I, I think it's a confluence of all those things, yeah, right? Yeah, I do too. I,
0: th- I mean, like I think that he's definitely like such a natural wrestler that he makes he makes things that are really technique fluid technique based look like oh he's just super athletic but i think he is also super athletic
3: yeah (laughs) because that's the paradox when you got someone who's super athletic they make it look effortless
0: right yeah and so it just looks like he's just I Looks mean, like he's not trying that hard. He's also, he knows how to get people into that position where, like, there's not many uh, defenses where, I mean, everything jiu-jitsu is like, everything sort of has a counter. And he's really good at just, like, smashing someone into that position against the fence where, like, they yeah. can't, they, they've never learned a counter to, like, being smushed up against yeah, the fence. Yeah, they just
3: get turtled within, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause usually you don't roll with people punching you in the face. Yeah. Anyway. Guys, you so, gotta go are, bring are carne asada to my girlfriend. Oh, right. Okay. Feed her carne asada.
2: I can love I, you guys. I love you, Burnsie. Do you I mind if you, I jack Bernstein. off? Bye,
0: Joe. Do you mind if I jack off while imagining you feeding carne asada to your girlfriend?
2: No. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good thought. Yeah. No. Do you mind if I jack off? Can you keep your fucking microblade so I can sniff it? <laughs>
0: I'm hoping they give me, like, the piece of my sphincter that they took <laughs> out so I can make, like, a necklace out of it.
2: Or, like, a leather ring for your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah. could ask her to marry That'd me with, cool. my, with my own sphincter.
2: Just, But it's, like, a regular Tiffany, like, um, mount. But uh-huh. then the, the, the diamond piece is just fucking rawhided sphincter mm-hmm. or it's like that.
3: it's like encased in amber yeah
2: I, I like that.
3: preserved in amber
0: like a really big piece of amber yep cool Brendan. you want to take us on out of here
3: yeah joe thanks for coming on anything you want to plug
2: uh, uh no just follow me on instagram and twitter joe Sinclinico, s-i-n-c-l-i-t-i-c-l
3: excellent bernsey anything you want to plug
2: Uh, no, I think
1: I'm, think I'm all set. I'm, I'm pretty boring these days. And, uh, I hope to, uh, at some point become an alt-right leader.
0: Oh, dude, just get that, get that Hitler youth haircut, man.
1: The Mackle most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening as
3: always. Uh, send us an email frockcast.gmail.com Vince what's the google voice
0: number oh first patreon.com slash
3: patreon.com slash frockcast get that marnie get that marnie Vince what is the google voice
0: number 415-275-0030 not a lot of voicemails lately you guys what the fuck
3: yeah maybe we should start listening to them oh yeah that's true. All no, right. we do well thanks for listening and until next week good night and good chins
2: bloosh